you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks and I'm delighted to be your host and proud and honored to be your guide to help support you on your path to transformation success. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to episode 145, number 145. Now here on the Retail Transformation Show, you know that we are about transforming and changing so that we can have a more positive future. Change and transformation allows us to get future fit and allows us to stay in control of our destiny. But becoming future fit requires clarity, a clear view on what that future is and how we're going to get there one step at a time. And also to become future fit, we must make progress, otherwise we're never going to move forward. But unfortunately, there is something that really gets in the way. It gets in the way of clarity. It gets in the way of moving forward. And that is a contradiction. And there are plenty of contradictions, unfortunately, in retail, and in particular in retail transformation. Now, a contradiction, as you may guess, is around when there is a a natural conflict. There is no right answer because there are two things that you want to achieve, but they are directly opposed to each other. These two things cannot coexist. And when there is no obvious right answer, what happens is different people have different thoughts, different opinions. And there are also different perspectives that you yourself can look at this on. And this all leads to conflict, which in turn means that we're not clear on what that transformation is or what that change is. And we can't make progress because we don't know what we want to do. We don't know the right answer. And if you can't find a way through these contradictions, you will stall, right? But later on in this episode, we will come back and decide what you can do to move forward and overcome these different contradictions. Now, this topic I actually spoke about at Retail Transformation Live, the virtual event to help you transform retail. And right now, at the time of the release of this podcast, The recordings from Retail Transformation Live in July 2021 are still available, but they're only going to be available for another couple of weeks. So do make sure that you check out retailtransformation.live where you can still register and catch those replays. So that's retailtransformation.live where you can catch up for free. And I'll put the link of that on the show notes, which for today are at obandco.uk slash 145. But let's just think for a moment about some of the contradictions that do exist within the retail industry. Firstly, retail is a fiercely competitive environment. Competition is coming in from all angles. But retail and the retail industry is very used to competition. For a long, long time, retailers have had local competition that perhaps has existed within the same city or the same town or district, maybe even the same street and perhaps even next door or over the road, right? And that local competition has caused us to up our game, which has been a good thing overall. 
But that competitive landscape is exploding right now. We have different channels, meaning that more and more companies are piling into your space. There are international companies expanding and bringing huge might and huge scale to dominate your market. But at the same time, the retail market is open to small players, micro businesses even, to come in and take a tiny small percentage of the market, which in turn builds up, of course. Elements like Shopify and even Amazon Marketplace has allowed more of these small companies a big platform to sell to the masses. And another source of competition in retail is even non-retailers. You've got streaming companies like Netflix or Apple who have taken whole segments of the market and through digital revolution have A, added a lot of competition and then B, almost decimated that original market. We've also got more experiences and more sources of distraction, frankly, all aiming to take our, our money and our attention as a consumer away from the classic retailers. So it sounds like a really difficult market, uh, I am sure you would agree. But let's flip this around for just a moment. The different channels allow huge expansion opportunities, and you can reach customers far beyond your current reach. There is the opportunity as well to expand internationally, and digital channels in particular have made that possible and relatively cheap, right? Relatively inexpensive to get involved in an international market. So it's something that you can get immediately into if you want, like I say, without the massive investment. Equally, you have the opportunity to niche down through elements like content or even sub-brands or even completely different brands that allow you to become so relevant to your customers rather than trying to broad brush everything, you can really personalize, and I mean that in the general sense of the word, the offering to your customers. And then there is the opportunity to expand out of retail as well. Look at what companies like Amazon and Walmart in particular are doing, expanding into non-retail segments, whether that's banking, whether that's healthcare, whether it's different service offerings. And actually, when you look at these different forces in the other way, suddenly you think, well, actually, the retail market's quite an exciting place. It's full of opportunities right now, right? And overall, what's happening is these challenges are creating opportunities and threats at the same time. Competition is coming in from all angles. But when you look at all angles, we have more opportunities now than ever. And this is a contradiction that exists within the retail market. Look for that word, but. That's the sign of a contradiction. Let's take a look at some other examples quickly. Firstly, there is the global trend of shop local, asking consumers to support local retailers and local businesses and keep that local economy active and healthy. But as consumers, we continue to buy from Amazon and large international players that arguably takes that local economy and disperses it to a much wider geography. So shop local, but buying with Amazon. There are lots of fast fashion contradictions too. Several years ago, 
the world became aware of the challenging working conditions in the fast fashion factories, highlighted in particular by that factory collapse in Bangladesh. But, several years on, poor working conditions can still be found in the fast fashion industry. And those are even present in countries like the UK. And when you consider this alongside the environmental impact that fast fashion has and the public outcry that that generates about how awful fast fashion is and what a bad impact it has on the world. But fast fashion companies then record record profits and a growing share price, a growing market capitalization. That's a big contradiction. Sustainability provides another contradiction because as retailers, we naturally want to sell more. But sustainability requires us to consume less. When we're looking at operating models, perhaps we want to standardize and build consistency. But we want to localize to be relevant and in touch with nearby customers and communities. We want to be predictable to report to the stock market. But we need to be flexible to changing market conditions. We want great availability, but we want to keep stockholding down. We want to make the right decisions, but we want to be ultra fast with making them. We want lots of stores to be convenient and nearby to customers, but we want less shops to ease the balance sheet. We want faster delivery times for customers, but we want to be more sustainable both from an environmental and a financial perspective. We want to be good employers and pay the national living wage or other fair salary. But we also are looking to actively reduce the cost lines. You see, all of these different statements have got that word but in, which highlights the contradiction. And whilst I have heard that but could be an acronym standing for behold the underlying truth, which I do quite like. However, I think these contradictions are important to be considering because they are hinting at a complex system. And retail definitely is a complex system. In fact, it's a, a highly complex system when you really look at it. What do I mean by a complex system though? Well, firstly, there are lots of different aspects, lots of different parts, lots of things going in, lots of things coming out. And these parts are moving, they're interacting with each other. And this makes the overall system difficult to predict. We're not talking about a one plus one equals two world here, right? It is not black and white. There are a million or infinite different shades of grey in between. And what happens in the retail market is actually that all of these different parts are changing and interacting. And there's a lot of noise, a lot of variability as a result, which means it is difficult to work out what's going to happen. So if we say that retail is a complex system, then that leads us to think about how do we overcome that? And you must think about systems thinking, which is a topic that really interests me. It's very much in line with my engineering background. So before retail, I was in engineering, systems engineering, and I was dealing with complex systems, designing them, developing them, optimizing them. And I learned how to understand them better, how to map them. I mean, they're, they're still difficult. That's the, <laughs> that's the clue, right? Complex. But understanding how they connect, how they interact, and how to debug that is really important. 
And when thinking about systems thinking, it really leads me on to think about Heinrich Altschuler, who was a, a Russian scientist, an inventor in the Navy, who did the majority of his thinking post-World War II. And actually, during World War II, he had a theory that Russia could analyse patents and understand more of the theory around what's going on with regard to inventions. And he wrote a long letter to Joseph Stalin to explain how this could help Russia. So Gunrich Altschuler quickly found himself as a political prisoner and put in prison, uh, including time in the Gulag, as I understand it. And he had, therefore, a lot of time on his hands. And he started to take his theory and, and research it more. So he researched thousands of different patents, really with a view to understand what's happening. What are the patterns and trends going on in all of these different inventions? And this ultimately led to something called TRIZ, T-R-I-Z, TRIZ, which is an acronym in Russian, which translates to the theory of inventive problem solving. Now, the core idea here of TRIZ is that every problem has already been solved. Every problem has already been solved. And what Altshuler did as he looked through all of these patents is that he said, right, what are the common problems and what are the common solutions with this concept that every problem has already been solved? And so one of the core mindsets in TRIZ is that to solve your specific particular problem, firstly, you need to generalize the problem. And from there, you can find other times where that general problem has occurred. And what you do is you take the solutions from those general problems, it's a general solution, and then you can take that and adapt that back down to your own specific solution for your specific problem and situation. So you generalize the problem, you solve the problem, and then you specify the solution. That's what TRIZ mostly is all about. So firstly, to generalize the problem, what is the conflict or contradiction that is really going on? What is at the heart of it? You know, is it about wanting more but wanting less? Is it about going faster and slower? Is it about being set and predictable but also being flexible? And once you've done this, one of the core tools of TRIZ is the contradiction matrix, which is a massive table, 39 rows and 39 columns. And that tells you what the answer to your contradiction could be. It tells you these are all the general problems and the general solutions. And that gives you a number of different ideas to go after, which is really exciting because then you can apply these to your own problem, your own situation, and you can find an inventive solution. Now, there are many different tools in the TRIZ toolbox, but all with that same core idea. Every problem has already been solved. And I think that's a brilliant mindset to have in transformation. Because if you are facing contradictions, it's easy to get stalled. It's easy to procrastinate. It's easy to think, I am the only person in the world, or we are the only company that has ever had this challenging situation to deal with. And whilst you may look at other companies, you say, yeah, but it's not the same because dot, 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 we've got this other situation going on. Yes, 
but there's that clue word right but there is this other reason why we can't move forward in the same way that other businesses have done so if you realize that every problem has been solved you are not in a challenging spot by yourself think about what the core contradiction or conflict is how do you really understand the problem how do you break that down into that contradiction that conflict get it into a sentence where you can use that but word yeah now that's going to help you also to explain the challenge, the problem, to other people and get buy-in. And in turn, you'll be able to find a solution, maybe a general solution, that you need to specify into your own unique circumstances, but you'll be much clearer as a result. And so I'd ask you, if you knew that your problem has already been solved, what would you do differently? It allows you to move forward. It allows you to make progress. It allows you to get clarity. And ultimately, it allows you to make your transformation a huge success. Now, if you'd like to explore your contradictions and your challenges in more detail, and you'd like some help either through consulting or you'd like some support through coaching, then do reach out. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to discuss your unique problem and how you could get over that. So reach out. My email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk. That's oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, then there are many more episodes of the Retail Transformation Show that you can dive into. Here are three to get you started. Firstly, in episode 133, I caught up with Maya Knights and we discussed what's happening in retail technology. And there was a huge contradiction there because as much as we hear or talk about all of the cool new technologies and AI and robotics and so on, Maya pointed out that it's the old-fashioned technologies that are providing the big opportunities. Then in episode 118, number 118, I caught up with Julian Mills and we discussed Corso's Agile Stores Manifesto which, like the Agile Manifesto itself, has many different elements of contradiction. That's a great conversation there. And then in episode 113, a brilliant episode with Dr. Jackie Mulligan, helping you to disrupt your thinking in the volatile world that we find ourselves now. And in this episode, Jackie Mulligan actually helps you to explore some of the contradictions that may be uncomfortable to explore and what that could mean for your business in terms of the future and how you can use scenario planning to help guide you. So those are three episodes there that I think you're going to love, but there are plenty more in the archives too, so do check them out. I'll put the links to those three episodes on the show notes, which for today's episode is obandco.uk slash 145. One four five. Also on the show notes there, I'll pop my email address so that if you want to reach out and discuss how we could work together perhaps to overcome your contradictions and make your transformation a big success, then that's where you can go. obandco.uk slash 145. So thank you for tuning in today. Please do subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app and you can catch new episodes which come out every single Monday, or 
could you leave a review, please? If your podcast app allows it, I would be hugely grateful of that. Thank you so much in advance. And as a parting thought, what would you do differently if you knew that your problem has already got an answer? I hope that helps you find a way forward. Get that clarity. Get moving. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in another episode very soon. Bye.